0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bytes. I'm Roshan Karnison with Richard Bradbury here in the studio. It's Tuesday, June 13th, just about six minutes past 12 p.m. And Rich, a chilly day, is it? It's so cold. It's so cold. I'm sat here in a puffer jacket inside the
1: studio. It must be 33 degrees outside. Why am I sat in a jacket? How is the Englishman in a jacket in Do a puffer jacket I'm in the so studio? I'm so tired of hearing yeah. that, you know this whole thing about if it's too cold for you, you should go back home. And you know we have a bit of a giggle with this, even at, in my own house right now when my aircon is on and it's breathing its last dying gasping breaths because of the temperature outside. In here, though, it's like, I think it's 20-something degrees in here. It's so cold.
0: I think there's a thermometer uh, behind my head, but I'm obviously not going to turn around from the mic. 21 degrees, Roshan, 21 degrees. Yeah, pretty cool. And also, it, 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 I think it it helps that it rained. It was a bit cooler this morning as yes, well. Yes. Uh, so, yes, nice, cool day today, seemingly cool at least for now. Uh, but, Rich, today we're mm. going to be talking about bit of big news actually because last week it was announced that Malaysian-based full-stack insure tech startup Policy Street closed mm-hmm. a $15 million Series B fundraising round that was led by Kazana National. Just for just to break that number down a bit, that's 67 million ringgit in Series B funding. Now, while not the biggest amount of money uh, when you talk about other startups, it is a sizable amount I think for a lot of Malaysian startups here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Capital requirements for insurance businesses are a bit on the higher end. Lots of money. needed. Lots Lots of money needed, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, The round reportedly started back in November 2022. So eight months of work went into this. Uh, Digital News Asia, or more commonly known as DNA, notes that other investors in the round include lead investors from the Series A round, Altara Ventures, but also other other uh, funds including Gobi Partners and Spiral Ventures. Uh, Policy Street intends to use the funds to strengthen Mm -hmm. its
1: technology and underwriting capabilities to drive further growth of the business, including regional expansion, uh, starting with Australia. Uh, Kazana's funding came from its uh, Dana Impact Mandate, a uh, 1.3 billion US dollars allocation over five years that forms a key pillar under Kazana's advancing Malaysia strategy, with the aim to increase Malaysia's economic competitiveness, build national resilience, as well as deliver
0: socio-economic impact to Malaysians. Yeah, no, at the announcement, uh, the managing director of Kazana, Amiro Faisal Wan uh, Zahir, said that the, uh, and I quote him here, "Investment into Policy Street aims to improve in- insurance." penetration within the underserved, un, underserved and unserved segments. This has been a key mandate uh, in, over the last many, many yeah. years. Bank Negara has been trying to do this for a long time and digital insurance or, under, or digital distribution has been seen as that way uh, to kind of address a much larger market. Mm-hmm. Kazana added that uh, they will continue to invest in innovative and impactful solutions providers that leverage tech and product innovation to serve the nation. Just last week, I spoke with Care Concierge, which is elderly care solutions yeah. te- and their Tapping into tech, again, another one under the mandate there. So you're seeing Kazana put some money to work into what they see as innovative solutions that not just have uh, big, good business prospects ahead, but also have this national building, nation building, nation national building. service yeah. agenda, which is all in all aligned in uh, alignment with the Future Malaysia program, which is meant to help develop and push the startup. Ecosystem. Now, if you have any thoughts on how we can develop further our startup ecosystem, and how much you know, how much should the country be involved in funding these kind of startups? Let us know on our U Mobile number at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can also let us know what you think about the future of insurance. Right? How would you buy your insurance? Do you still want to go through agents? Do you want to go to a digital platform? We're all years over here. Uh, any preference,
1: Rich? Um, digital for me, please.
0: Everything online. One button. Two or three things done. I. I- I made uh, my motor insurance this year. I bought it on an e wallet app and it was seamless and beautiful, and yeah. I love it. But I also know that generationally, there are many people who still like to go to agents.
1: Yeah, or, or have the agents come to them or to a local cafe somewhere or a coffee shop. That always struck me as being a bit stranger.
0: Yeah, um, but that's uh, you know that's a conversation for another day, Indeed. Uh, because it, there is a little bit of a cultural kind of backing yeah. to that. Now, on the back of this sizable funding round led by Kazana for this homegrown insured tech, today on BizBytes, we're speaking with Policy Street CEO and co-founder, Yan Ming Li, about how this 67 million ringgit funding round will be utilized, the benefits of having a partner like Kazana, and what's next for the digital insurance space here in Malaysia and beyond. Uh, Wayam, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Thank you, Roshan. I'm great. Thank you. And thank you, Richard, as well for having me here. Pleasure. So I think, uh, why we should start with talking a little bit about policy street, because right? sure. insure, insure tech businesses are quite a wide kind of, uh, there are many yes. things that you could do here. As it is insurance, you've got general, and then you've got life insurance, and within that you've got takaful, and you've got conventional. Yep. Um. You... Policy Street does this B to B to C model. Tell us yes. a little bit about that, so that we at least have a understanding before we dive into all the expansion sure. plans. Sure. Uh,
2: thanks so much, Roshan. Yeah. So I think uh, what we've done very well over the past couple of years is to actually embed uh, insurance policies where it's necessary and where it's it's uh, required for the uh, consumers out there. So we we try to be present in most of their life cycle. Uh, So and uh, again, like today, uh, you would see us embedding our policies across uh, most of the digital ecosystem. So we are protecting all the Foodpanda gig riders that Mm -hmm. delivers food to you. Uh, We are protecting Shopee uh, uh, buyers who buy products from Shopee. So we've got that damage protection for Shopee. And we've got, uh, you know, even uh, we protect all the cars that come out from custom. So that's a bit in terms of what we've done.
0: Right. So when you when we say b 2 b to c what you're doing is you as a business are talking to Shopee or Foodpanda as businesses yep. to then curate products for the riders, for the people buying cars exactly. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So when you say embedded, that means it's kind of just slipped into the purchase itself?
2: It could be both ways. I think there's, there's two ways to that. Uh, one is mandatory cover, which is uh, slipped into what you mentioned earlier on. Or secondly, it's optional, whereby customers could say, I want to buy an add-on for that. So kind of like, you know, when age introduced uh, travel insurance as an add-on to
0: your purchases years exactly. and years ago. So that was, that's basically what we're looking exactly. at Exactly.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's the shift that's happening today in the market, mm-hmm. where people want to not be sold a product but you want to make sure that that's enough protection for you when you do things in your life. I think that's what we want to do. And of course, for us, the beauty about policy street is that we underwrite some of these products. And we've got uh, a reinsurance licence out of Labuan in which we are able to undertake part of that risk. Mm-hmm. Let's
1: talk about the uh, the funding round, the Series B funding round sure. then. Uh, obviously, led by Kazana National, uh, raised 15.3 million US dollars. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, signaling a significant achievement for Policy Street. Uh, how are you going to use these? This is the question, right? That people don't want to know. Where is that money going? Uh, and is it used to mainly uh, further drive uh, growth of the business, particularly in regards to things like strengthening your tech and underwriting capabilities? Please.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, a big chunk of it will go towards strengthening our market position that we have already in Malaysia. I think uh, like what we've uh, you know uh, committed to Kazana as well, we want to drive impact. Mm. We want to narrow the protection gap in Malaysia. Uh, we've been always been a homegrown and we know that this is our home turf. We want to make sure that we've got market leadership in this space and we want, we want to make sure that we can get more Malaysians protected. But having said that, of course, we've got a lot of investments as well that we put in place uh, to deepen our technology know-how, our capabilities and like like what I mentioned earlier on as well, we've got underwriting capabilities which we want to hone and which we want to, you know, uh, double into as well. Mm. So when we talk about
0: your technology capabilities here, uh, YM, you know, a lot of this can sound very um, in the air, right, in the clouds kind of situation, because tech is, um, everything is tech now. So what do you mean by this specifically? Are you talking about uh, the kind of um, uh, white labeling solutions you're
2: looking at? What do you mean when you say you're going to improve your tech? Sure, I think it all boils down to the underwriting engine itself. Um. So it's it's about capability of you having the ability to know when to provide a certain risk, what how to price a risk, and again it goes away all the way down to the partners, as well. how do you embed, how do you provide an on-demand solution, how do you then you know, enable you to have a cover to be switched on and switched off. Mm-hmm. I think that's really about technology and kind of solutions which most people don't do yet.
0: Right, so from things like API to the brains behind exactly. the underwriting risk and all of that. Exactly. Um, now part of the funding will also help Policy Streets organic expansion into Australia as well as regional growth in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, two questions here why? Why Australia and what other markets are you looking at in the region?
2: Sure, I, I think for us Australia pretty represents a wonderful area for us to learn from. Obviously, it's a developed market. Uh, we're trying to bring all the know-how, all the experiences that the developed market has into developing markets like Malaysia and, of course, within the region as well. We think that you know, there's a lot of opportunity within the region. Mm. It's still very, very underpenetrated. I think if you look at it, insurance is only about in, in ASEAN is only about 4% of the GDP per capita, whereas globally it's about 7% so it's a huge market uh, it's really really untapped there's a lot of opportunities for us to actually protect uh, more Southeast Asian cities
1: what do you think you're going to learn from Australia then, that you can bring back to here to, to Malaysia there,
2: there, are, there are a lot I think you mentioned a little on about self-serve you mentioned yeah. about digital platforms I think yeah. uh, the awareness level is much higher and I, I tend to believe you know whatever that's happening in a lot of more developed markets would definitely come to Southeast Asia it just takes a little bit more time Right. but that wave will come and we want to be the first to actually uh, undertake that wave uh, especially in development markets like Malaysia got it
1: now, part of the funding, Will, uh, is helpful for your organic expansion into Australia, yep. a, as well as regional growth into yep. Southeast uh, Asia. Which markets in Southeast Asia are you looking to enter? Can you talk to us about that?
2: I, I, I'd rather not comment, but of course, uh, at the end day, when you look at the Southeast Asia market, most of the markets are under-penetrated. Right. Uh, and those are the markets that we want to enter into. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a, That's a very... <laughs> Sitting on the friend's Answer there Why I am
0: Come on Open <laughs> Open but targeted <laughs> Right right, right. It's right, like right, We sure. want all the Underserved markets Okay he's, he's By going the way in. All the Southeast Asian markets Are underserved Understood, right. he's, understood. he's into politics There. <laughs> yeah. I know this I know this yeah. Last know week Ladies and gentlemen Last week It was announced That Malaysian based Full stack insurance uh, te- Insured tech policy street Closed a 15 million dollars Series B funding uh, Round led by Kazana And that's what We've been talking about Today on Biz Bites We've been speaking To Policy Street CEO and co-founder YM Lee about how this sizable funding round will be utilized, the benefits of having a partner like Kazana, which we will talk about up next, and what's next for the digital insurance space. Uh, we're always open on WhatsApp, as we, well, all the time. Uh, you can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899, or you can always reach us on at BFM Radio. I'm Roshan with Richard, and right now we've got Lenny Kravitz for you with Fly Away here on BFM 89.9. Big Front Man, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. I'm Roshan Kahnison with Richard Bradbury in the studio this afternoon. If you've just joined us, well, last week it was announced that Malaysian based full stack insure tech startup Policy Street closed a $15 million Series B funding, uh, fundraising round that was led by Kazana National. Today on BizBytes, we've been speaking to Policy Street CEO and co founder YM Lee about how this sizable funding round will be utilized, which we talked about a little bit earlier. But now we're going to dive into things like the benefits of having a partner like Kazana. And the what's next for the digital insurance space? So, I'm let's talk a little bit about the customer base first, right? Just to give, Policy Street has reportedly served over 5 million customers since launching in 2017, uh, with a big focus here on uh, gig workers and SMEs. Yep. Now, as with your aims to serve 2.5 million gig workers and 300,000 SMEs within the next five years, uh, how should we expect? your offerings and your product mix to evolve, especially with the technology that you're looking to improve and the funding that you've gotten now?
2: Yeah, thanks for that, Roshan. I, I think for us, it's always about making sure we, we can double down, triple down on what we're doing today. I think there's still a lot of opportunities in, in the in the digital economy space, in the gig worker space. So that's what we will do. Uh, I think today we underwrite uh, quite a fair bit of products that serve these customers and we want to continue to, to underwrite those products. Uh, there, there's a, a fair mix of different categories that we're going into. Uh, we are into mobility, we are into uh, you know um, healthcare, we are into um, um, uh, product protection and so mm-hmm. forth. So I think those are some of the areas that we want to go into. I wouldn't want to go into deeper details in terms of what those products will entail, but basically it's really about covering, going deeper into one of the sectors that, that we've, uh, we are covering today. Mm. Now, um,
1: you're, I, I'm guessing the, the path ahead that you're looking at, it's, it's not going to be a, a straightforward one. Obviously, yeah. we, we know that there's um, competitive insured tech out there. It's a sure. competitive uh, landscape. Uh, there's regulatory environments. There's uh, customer acquisition costs. Uh, and that narrative that insurance is sold mm. and not bought mm. – um, how are you going to navigate these challenges in order to achieve the targets that you're setting for yourselves?
2: Yeah, I think for us, it's clear. Uh, we are here to make sure that we are present in all the entire value chain of insurance. Right. I think that's why for us, it's not just about distribution. I think yeah. we were known earlier on in the days to be a distributor, but now we are, we are more of an underwriter. So we, we do take part in the risk of some of the products that we, we, we sell. Uh, and for us, it's really about making sure that we have got meaningful data. I think it's about collection of data so that we are able to then serve you with the right protection cover. Mm. Uh, it's, insurance has always been long with having products which are off the shelf, you know, which are one size fits all. So we want to change that. We want to we want to break that down, the mm-hmm. complexities, and really give you covers which really means to you. And that's why we went to the approach of embedding it. In different stages of your life,
1: in whatever that you do. And to go back to what you were saying earlier on, that's where some of the money that you're investing in the tech side of things will come to, because you can then personalize it a little bit more, right? Exactly.
0: Okay. Now, Given Kazana's heft and influence, right, plus its mm. nation building goals, mm. you might need to actively manage the priorities and mandates of different parties here, right? So you've got various investors and stakeholders, as we talked about before. Um, now, this could be a job of its own, right? Managing yep. investors is not a new thing, but given, but there are additional benefits that Kazana brings with its influence and its scale. Um, how much of a uh, to, I mean, to balance all this out, there is a, there could be a net plus from it. So, how much of a non-monetary benefit do you expect uh, by bringing Kazana into your cap table?
2: I think uh, there, there there are a lot of benefits by having uh, a Malaysian sovereign wealth fund uh, backing us up. It's a testament uh, that they believe in what we're doing, and that uh, you know, and that they they know that we can drive impact uh, to really again narrow the protection gap uh, in in Malaysia. I think what, that's what we want to do and we want to leverage on, on the credibility of Kazana. We want to make sure that we are able to deliver what needs to be delivered and, and, and return back the mandate that they have uh, to the Malaysian public.
0: Mm. Does it give you, you know, more credibility when you walk into a room saying that you've got the Sovereign Wealth Fund backing you?
2: Definitely. I think, uh, you know, now at least we are heard, at least we're seen. <laughs> 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 I have to say that, yeah. I mean, prior to this, obviously, we've always taken a bad seat. Uh, I think uh, we, we do, and I've mentioned earlier on quite a fair bit of the partners that we work for. Uh, we are always not seen in the forefront, so consumers don't know us. I think, uh, you know, prior to this announcement, if you go out there and you say whose policy is no one would we'll know. Uh, today at least we've got. We knew uh, I am. We knew. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you guys do. So since the
0: announcement, more calls yep. coming in.
2: Uh, definitely, definitely. We've got got a lot of uh, you know interests coming from different parties, both from insurer and also from uh, the consumer side of things. Okay, so just
1: before we, we've got to take a break in a second, sure. but just before we do that, um, and I, I suspect I know the answer to this already, but you were awarded a general insurance and reinsurance license yes. from uh, Labuan Financial Services Authority, yep. uh, allowing you to underwrite your products. You've yep. mentioned this a few times, right? Yep. Why did you go that route instead of Bank Lagara's regulatory sandbox?
2: Yeah, no, I think for us, uh, in 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 country, uh, we are already an approved financial advisor and Islamic financial advisor. Right. So that allows
1: you to go. Yeah, that allows
2: us to actually work with. Today we're working with over forty over insurers and takafu right. providers in Malaysia. The general insurance license is actually more of an offshore license. Mm-hmm. It allows us now to underwrite because obviously in Malaysia you've not got a digital insurer licenses yet. So that actually, and we obtained that two years prior to this, uh, mm. which was ahead of any announcements that was made by by the Central Bank of Malaysia, mm. and that license is akin to the same license as some of the larger boys like Swiss Re, Munich Re, Hanover Re and so forth. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that has given us the ability to underwrite.
0: Right. And um, it this takes you deeper into the ability to, you know, as you mentioned, underwrite products. So because before that, we're talking a little bit about your this uh, this perception that Policy Street is just about aggregating, about distributing exactly. products. This allows you to do the underwriting before there was even talk about digital insurance. So getting a bit of ahead of the game there. Now, uh, Wai, we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper, especially, sure. you know, the relationship with the Bank of Gara Malaysia, who is the regulator sure. when it comes to insurance in Malaysia. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just joined us this uh, today on BizPytes, we've been discussing um, the fundraising round recently raised by Policy Street. That was about 15 million US dollars in their Series B funding round that was led by by Kazana National. And we've been speaking with Policy Streets CEO and co founder YM Lee about how they're going to be using the funds, the benefits of having a partner like Kazana. And up ahead, we'll take a look at what's next for the digital insurance space here in Malaysia. Let us know what you think over on WhatsApp at 018 789 8899, or you can tweet us over on BFM Radio. I'm Roshan with Richard, and here we've got REM with Orange Crush here on BFM 89.9. Budding Fresh Ministers. Welcome back to Enterprise BizBytes. I'm Roshan Kandason with Richard Bradbury here in the studio this afternoon. If you've just joined us, last week it was announced that Malaysian-based insured tech startup Policy Street closed a fifteen million dollar U- U.S. dollar Series B funding round led by Kazana National. Today on BizBytes, we've been speaking with Policy Street CEO and co-founder Yen Ming Lee about how this sizable funding round will be utilized, the benefits of having a partner like Kazana, and what's next for digital insurance in Malaysia. Um, Why well, we've covered the first two parts yep. of that conversation? Now looking ahead, I do. I'm a little bit curious about the way forward for you guys. Sure. So, given that you know BNM is currently uh, building the framework for Ditto the digital insurer and Takaful operators framework, um, is going through the LFSA a stopgap measure for you guys, or um, in regards to the Malaysian market, or is Ditto the way forward for you guys?
2: That's a, that's a <laughs> that's an interesting question. Uh, we've always believed in in uh, you know in being present in the entire value chain, whether it's mm. upstream and downstream. So obviously for us uh, and and regulatory requirements are always something that we we take it to heart that we make sure that we have got that requirement sorted. So uh, in, in that respect, you know we, we are definitely you know very open towards you know uh, new licenses that come on board. Uh, but I sh- I will not go into deeper details in terms of how we're going to go there and what kind of strategy we're taking forth. But but definitely regulatory requirements are something which we want to make sure that
1: we are let's just kind of touch on that just just a little bit i mean sure you you're, you are a player with extensive experience in the digital insurance sector yep. uh, you've been involved in several roundtable discussions with regulators on the digitalization of the insurance sector yep. how receptive have bnm been uh, to the input from the industry
2: I can't comment on on, on BNM's perspective, but I think uh, the industry has given quite a fair bit of feedback right. to the framework, uh, and I think we are all waiting for that uh, for that uh, exposure to come out, that framework to come out, and, and we are looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I think there are quite regular meetings, right, in terms of um, what the industry wants to hear. Um, based on just from you know as a player in the industry, what mm. are some of the key, most important areas that the industry wants attention paid to? Mm.
2: That's a very interesting question. I think uh, for us, it's all about making sure that we are able to narrow the protection gap. I think today you've got quite a fair bit of sizable insurers in the market. I mentioned there's about 40 over insurers and tech food providers. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, we still see that gap in the uh, insurance penetration in-country. I think that's where, you know, the players want to make sure that whatever new licences it's being dished out, whatever that's being dished out, it's able to then sort out all these gaps that's present in the market. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we want. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously that comes with a lot more detail, a lot more nitty-gritty, which I will not go into detail here, but I'm sure the regulators would know where are the areas and the pockets of areas that's
0: present. Mm-hmm. And um, going looking ahead, uh, the regulatory landscape is constantly evolving, right? So that mm-hmm. means that you also have to constantly be uh, on your on, toes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, With the with so much talk around generative AI, obviously it's slightly different space, but it yeah. does bring up machine learning and AI yeah. and all these different things. Um, how adaptive do you have to be to these different kind of changes uh, and respond to them?
2: Very adaptive. Uh, I think uh, today we are adopting technology as it is. We are at the forefront of adopting technology. We try to complement what the incumbent insurers do not have. Mm. So that's why we are not here to actually disrupt them. We are actually here to complement them. Like I've mentioned earlier on, it's really about making sure we can narrow the protection gap, looking at gaps that's present in the market and filling those gaps uh, with whatever technology that we can provide. And why is it that it's down to
0: the newer players and technology to address this underserved because it's always, that always seems to be the the thing, right? It's like, it's like, oh, is yeah, yeah. Is this a yeah, rhetorical yeah. question? We, we, <laughs> I mean, he's the industry player. He's the expert in the room. Um, I mean, it's always, I mean, the, the answer is customer acquisition costs, but yep. why is it incumbent on new players mm. uh, to do so rather than um, uh, the, the bigger players, right? So with the capital to, you know, invest. So maybe... Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to provide some context as to why it's sure. the situation.
2: Yeah, now I think when you look at the traditional insurance industry it's always been a very lucrative industry. And why rock the boat when nothing's broken? Mm. Yeah, so I think that's, that that will give you a rough kind of answer in that sense. Yeah. yeah so basically,
0: <laughs> uh, let new players come in, see who does well, then buy them. Huh?
2: I don't know. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs>
1: see how well they
0: do or do not. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Rich. Um, do you have anything you want to
1: say nope. before you no, wrap no, no, up? No, Good, good. All Thank right. you for coming in, though, way It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Pleasure's mine. Yeah. Right. Thank uh, you very
2: much. Any last comments before we close? No, I think uh, you know we're, we're looking forward to, to seeing other players coming to the industry and we're looking forward to having a chat again in BFM. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Brilliant. Wyam. thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we were speaking with Yang Mingli, CEO and co-founder of Policy Street. If you missed any part of that conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast players. Just look up Enterprise Biz Bytes. Looking ahead, it seems that we're keeping in team today with insurance We've got the breakfast goal replay after this, at, after the 1pm news bulletin. The general insurance industry saw growth of 10% on year in the first six months of 2022. Uh, CEO of MSIG Malaysia, Chua Guan shares with the morning run the, his outlook for the months ahead and whether he expects to see more mergers and consolidation moving forward. Definitely a conversation to catch after this one to, you know, buff up on your insurance knowledge. Catch that conversation after the 1pm news bulletin. I'm Roshan Connison with Richard Bradbury and this has been enterprise biz bites taking you up to the 1pm news bulletin we've got the Beatles with I am the Walrus on BFM 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9
2: the business station for more stories of the same kind download the BFM app